Hello, my good Facebook friends, and all those from internet far and wide. Aaron Stewart from the Little Black Couch joining you today um, from the from the beach our beachfront offices, which we're excited about. So good to have you here. My name is Aaron Stewart. I've been in entrepreneurship for roughly 30 years, either researching or living it. And uh, the Little Black Couch is where I like to hang out and share some of the things that I've learned to hopefully help all of you avoid the pitfalls and the disasters that can come uh, while dealing in this whole crazy business of entrepreneurship. So today I've got kind of a cool topic I wanted to talk about. We're getting into sort of the five P's, which are quite a bit different than the four P's that a lot of us my age were raised with back in more traditional entrepreneurship um, discussions when we were at university or in college, as we say here in the States. But uh, yeah, let's start the, let's start up the uh, intro and we'll jump right into hopefully what is a very helpful discussion. For joining us again, um, the beach is looking lovely. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the ocean. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I, I find the ocean to be a little um, disconcerting. So yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like the beach. So I don't even like to play golf next to the beach. I just no thanks. So I had a buddy of mine. In fact, my buddy just texted me today, which kind of caused me to to think about this. But so he had a he had a house up in Carmel that um, was just right on. So if you go up the Pacific Coast, is it the Pacific Coast Highway? I don't know what it is. It's, it's going down the coast. Boy, I, I'm drawing a blank, but it's a really famous road that takes you from, from like Carmel South. So it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely Highway 1, right? But it goes just basically along the cliffs of, of the Pacific Ocean right through there. And he had a house in this really exclusive, this super exclusive neighborhood. The lots were like five acres each. He got the home, I believe in a short sell. If I remember correctly, it was ridiculous. It was like a short sell for like 8 million bucks, right? So one of those deals, like, whoa. And this house was, it was cool, you know, it was kind of, the architecture was cool and all that. It had obviously, it was a, Probably a home that was built in maybe the 80s or the 90s, but being that close to the ocean, it, it had some weathering and things that, so there was definitely some issues with the house, but it had this deck and it had, you know, the water crashing. It, it was way rockier than, than, than the view that I have here today. It was way rockier. There was a cliff down to it. There was like no sand and, and he would have us over for dinner and sometimes the tide would be in and the tide would be out. But I remember there was um, one night we were eating there and the tide I think was in or something because it was like, we could like barely hear each other talk. It was like so loud. I, I don't know how you sleep through that. 
And then he um, told us a story that, and he pointed to a house that was like down south of him that was up on the rocks. And he talked about how just randomly some huge rogue wave out of nowhere came before he'd moved there, came up on above the cliffs and like landed on the other side of this house and like just pulled it into the ocean. And I was like, hello, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of the ocean. I, I love Japan. I have lived in Japan. I just think the Japanese are wonderful. And what, after seeing that, uh, the tsunami, I'm just like, I, I still, I'm still freaked out. And that, that was such a, such a horrible thing. I, and I, I feel so sick for those in the, the Bahamas right now. Cause I mean, right storms and oceans and ah, freak me out. So anyway, um, it's fine. It's fine like that. I can, I can see the beauty in something like this, but I got to tell you that, you know, if it wasn't green screen and I was really there shooting this, we would not be here. I would be, I would be a long ways that way and up nowhere near the water. I have the kind of luck where the wave would come and take me back into the ocean. And I guess it should be this way based on the picture. So anyway, so thanks for being here today. It's been a very um, interesting day. There's been some ups and downs and some frustrations that I must say as entrepreneurs, we have to deal with those consistently. And this has been one of those days, but I was looking forward to getting back to our discussion on the five P's. It is very different. As I mentioned in sort of the title there, we used to have the four P's, which were so easy to remember, right? Product, price, place, promotion simple. And now we've got what they're calling the five P's, which number two, we, we, if you look, I think it's like three or four days ago, we did have already a discussion on uh, personal being personalized or personalization and making sure that our ads are actually going exactly towards what our people are looking for, which makes sense. Right. And that kind of goes with the product side of things, product price place promotion. Right. So, there's a lot of um, spillover on these, but I also understand that online it is very different. Facebook Lives, for example, very, very different. So this next part that we wanted to talk about, and I have it there in the, um, in the description, is called being persuasive. I'm sorry, pervasive. Okay, pervasive is really would fit within the promotion part of the four Ps but it's a little bit different online. And this is based on some of the stuff. If you go back to the training that we talked about yesterday, after we produce a piece of content, and, and that's why this sort of ties in really well, after we produce a piece of content, like after I create this Facebook Live, we want to make sure that we get this distributed out to a number of our clients that might be interested in this sort of, this sort of discussion. And whether it's, and if it's tied to some kind of an offer, we want to make sure that we get that out in front of the right people. So when we went through and decided how we are going to address our avatar or our perfect customer um, and personalize it towards them, now, now that we've got the message personalized, we need to make sure that we now get it in front of them. And that's about being pervasive. Okay, so what does that mean? So, and it's kind of based on some some statistics that have come out that I think that are super fascinating that we need to be aware of. And the first of the first of those statistics that's super important to keep in mind is that individuals who are now 
purchasing from us typically do so more often, over 50% of the time, if they have seen us on multiple marketing channels. So I'm on Facebook now, I would need to make sure I was on, if my, you know, if I went through the personalization, the avatar process and figured out my dream client, now I need to figure out where they're hanging out. And um, that would be, in fact, there's a really good podcast today, uh, a podcast that I heard today from Russell Brunson about Traffic Secrets, the book that he's working on, and, and how you need to go out. And once you figure out who your avatar is, then you go figure out who already has the eyeballs of those clients. And then you, and he calls that your dream 100. You go out and try to figure out how to take or participate with or whatever those clients, because you know that that's where it fits in. And, and that's what being pervasive is all about. It's making sure that you are now taking this personalization and this message that you know works for your particular clients and getting, getting that out in front of them. And that becomes a very difficult task. As we discussed yesterday, there's so many different ways you can do it. It can get very overwhelming, but we know that we need to make sure that at least at the four most popular spots where our folks are hanging out, we are getting our message out there because we're going to have a much higher conversion rate if we are putting ourselves in front of where they're hanging out. Okay. So that's the idea behind it. So that's the first stat. So over 50% of individuals who will purchase from us will have seen us on at least four different marketing channels. Okay, four. So Facebook, Instagram, our, you know, our blogs, um, Pinterest, um, whatever, right? Um, I guess you could do a newspaper ad. Nobody's doing those anymore. But, but wherever they're hanging out, they need to see you on four different marketing channels. And now this is the weird part. They're going to have to see you 10, 14 times on average before they purchase. Okay, so now we need to, need to make sure that we don't exhaust when we're being, we're out there, when we're being pervasive and we're, we're getting our message out, we need to make sure that we're doing it in a way that doesn't burn them out and doesn't upset them, which is kind of why we talked about dripping your marketing out, um, your personalized message out over the course of a number of days. The, the model that I'm using now is actually from one of our coaches and she calls it a content well, and it's really just about taking the same message that you know is personalized to your group and then dripping it out over the different social media platforms over the course of five to seven days, just depending on you know, where you think your people are hanging out. There's really no point in sticking, like if, if, if I'm dealing with kids between, you know, say 18 and 25, there's really no reason for me to hit, to, for me to hit LinkedIn. Just, it's, it's just not gonna be very popular there, right? Unemployed, you know, unemployed college kids on LinkedIn, probably not happening, right? But um, if, it, if part of my avatar could possibly be hanging out on LinkedIn, then I wanna make sure that I systematically go from where they're hanging out the most to where they're hanging out the least, and then just have that drip out over the course of a number of days. So now they're seeing the message on a number of different plat platforms, and they're seeing it 14 times. So if we get it on four different platforms and they see it 14 times, now we're in business. Now the oper now this idea of conversion becomes very possible. Okay. So this the schedule and what I shared with yesterday at sort of automating at least the steps so you can hopefully keep track of it is definitely helpful. It doesn't make it, it's still a lot of work. It is still a lot of work. 
um, which is why we're working on this um, little project of ours. It's to save me time and hopefully save you time and I'm excited about it. We'll talk about it more. Hopefully we'll have it done by the time I finish these 5P, at least for beta, we'll have it done by the time I finish these 5P discussions, which I'm going to pepper out over the course of the next few weeks. So, okay, so being pervasive. Okay, the next cool, so the next cool uh, stat that I wanted to share with you is that, so 62% of all potential customers and clients interact with 10 or more marketing channels. Okay, so, whoo, now we're talking a lot of stuff, right? So they like to, so you're talking now, if, if we're talking, we're talking four for over 4% on 14, now we're talking customers, like 62% of customers are more than that four. I mean, they're hanging out on, 10 plus, and if they're on 10 plus marketing channels, these people buy more often than any other folks. Okay, they just have more disposable income. So that makes it so, do we wanna do email marketing, we wanna make sure that we're hitting all our social media, we wanna make sure that, you know, and, and if we're dealing with a list of really hot good buyers, then we wanna make sure we're hitting maybe multiple times a week. Um, we wanna get the maybe in messenger bot. My good friend Ben could help you with that. Um, but there, so then we are using a bunch of different channels to try to get to these clients that are hyper buyers. Okay, so hyper buyers are on 10 plus channels. 62% of hyper buyers are. That's huge. Okay, so the more we can distribute these messages to our personalized avatar, we personalize the message to our avatar, then these hyper buyers are on 10 different marketing channels. And if we can then distribute the information out, so we're not burning them out with the same message, but we're dripping it out carefully. Then they're going to see us multiple times on multiple channels and we are going to find the very best hyper buyers who are interested in what we do and they're gonna come running. Okay, so there is another really cool stat. And then the final stat I wanted to share with you, excuse me. Oh, okay. The final stat that I found super interesting in my reading today is that companies that so getting a customer is one thing, okay? And, and we've talked about how to do that um, by personalizing the message and also being pervasive. But now to keep a client, okay? This whole idea of being pervasive also helps maintain clients. And so what they found in this research is that businesses that are pushing out their message, their personalized message on multiple channels at all times, retain their clients at a 91% greater rate than those companies that don't. Okay, so woo, we talk about, we really talk about um, going out and using our marketing efforts and developing an avatar and a personalized message. And we talk about now, we're talking about being pervasive and making sure our message gets out there. And we always talk about doing that to get traffic in so we get them into our world and then we hopefully can keep them moving up the value chain and buying more of our stuff. But the research shows that if we don't continue to interact with them on multiple channels all the time, then there's a good potential, there's a good, good chance we're gonna lose them, okay? There's, let's just say it this way. There's a 91% greater chance we'll retain them if we continue to put out our message on a number of different platforms and make them aware of it. Make sure that we're still getting in front of them. Okay, so is that paid as? Is that just making sure that you share like a, a live and you send out an email to let them know it's there? Is it just making sure that it's in their feed? 
that we're pixeling them and making sure that whatever we publish kind of shows up them here and there. It's a lot, it's all of that. Okay, so we need to make sure that to keep a client, to keep a customer, that we continue to publish and get the content out, that we don't ignore these folks because it's a lot easier to keep a client than it is to go out and find a new one. Okay, and the way we keep them warm and the way we keep them interested is continuing to publish but making sure that they know where they can consume that. Right, so in, in my particular case, or those of us that are going live a lot, we would want to make sure that our clients are made aware of when we go live, right? And then what could we do? We could make them a special offer or give them a discount code or do whatever for those that are with us live, those that are participating where we like to hang out. We make sure that we always are grateful and acknowledge when they're hanging out with us, even after they've purchased, probably more so than after they've purchased. And that way we can retain our clients 91% higher than if we didn't do that. So pretty cool stuff there. I thought I was excited to share. So that is number two of the five P's that we use now in online marketing. Hopefully it's helpful. We've now covered personalization and we've covered being pervasive and making sure that we do it in a responsible way so they can see us multiple times. They need to see us on four plus um, at least to be new, we, they need to see us on four plus marketing channels and they need to see us 14 times in order for them to convert right away. Um, hyper buyers, 60, 62% of hyper buyers are actually consuming um, data and resources and entertainment on 10 plus marketing channels. Okay, those are hyper buyers. We wanna make sure that we're in front of them too, so we wanna make sure that we're pervasive in spreading our message out far and wide, using all the resources that we have access to. And then finally, in order to retain our clients, we need to continue to produce um, content, interesting content, and making sure that we are interacting with our existing clients and giving them reason to come back and listen to us. So hopefully that's helpful. Hope you have a great day. Uh, again, being an entrepreneur is such an important thing you are doing. It is so wonderful to have entrepreneurs join us in this, this journey to make the world a better place, to solve problems that nobody else is going to solve, and to make life better for people who don't even know we exist, at least not yet. So thanks for joining me. Until next time, be good and do well. Thanks. everyone, I want to really thank you so much for joining me on your entrepreneurship journey. If there's anything you learned today or if there is a topic you would like me to discuss in the future, I would really love to hear from you. I do have a favor to ask. Would you please subscribe to our podcast or Facebook page and please like, share, and use the hashtag 
the little black couch. It would really help get this message out and hopefully help more people like us. Now let's get out and change the world together. <laughs>